0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles.
1: Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to The Hang. This is the second part of The Hang with Sierra Burgess. In this episode, we're going to dive right back into where we left off, and we're going to pick up by talking about the reunion, the Phantom of the Arpa 25th anniversary, and Love Never Dies. How do you feel about the reunion
0: oh my god i'm so excited aren't you so excited
1: yeah and it's i love that i've been helping as you know co-produce it and to see it put together now and just and getting you guys your input and hadley and i think i can't how has it not happened
0: i know no it's the it's such a smart idea and but it's the right time too because it, has, it, it would have been too early, even though it's, again, that thing we're talking about. People don't even know what they're craving. And then this is like, and you know, we've had so much response from all over. It's like, can you bring it here? Can you bring it here? Why isn't it happening here? Mm-hmm. And But it's right. Let's see how it goes. Because it's so smart, especially now in this time where we're being starved of singing together. Yeah. Um, so, we're creating it online and stuff, but we're starved of this. So, I just feel like I got to control my whole smile like when we get there because it's going to be like drinking water after being in the desert or something ridiculous.
1: But that's the thing when a lot of people, which is great, I love that people are asking, can you bring it here? Can you bring it here? And I've said this before, but I feel like every now and then I'm going to reiterate we don't choose not to go to other places. Correct. It's one invitation. Yep, We need to be invited to go. And Japan have been so great to us. Yep, But they're the ones inviting us. Yes. Other countries haven't necessarily like, invited us yet. You know. Yeah. But if they do and we're available, 100% we'd go. Oh, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is we don't choose not to go to places.
0: That's right. Yeah, we've had to say that before because people are like, why yep. aren't you this? It's like, uh, someone got to bring it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know
0: a person who can bring us.
1: So this would be first time you me, and Hadley together since the twenty fifth anniversary of Phantom. Yeah, and I don't think you and I have really reminisced about it, especially in public.
0: Mm-mm. No, we haven't. We did for ourselves. I remember
1: when you when you look back now to the Royal Abraham Hall. What goes through your mind? What goes through your heart?
0: It still is to date one of my favorite things that I've ever done in my career. And it's just the truth. So the fact that people have such a strong feeling and reaction about it is really cool because it's not one where I'm like, that's weird. That's weird Mm -hmm. that that's the one that you guys really loved and stuff because we feel like that, or I feel like that. And I remember the next day after it was done, I felt so low and this is the thing that happens after you have such a high this is why I get so confused of how performers can do drugs like constant amounts of drugs because that high we are always are on drugs basically without doing them because we go so high we get that adrenaline and then we drop and it's like the most extraordinary and exhausting thing but for me I I loved it because you and I do, I think, really well under pressure. Like, better than if there's no pressure. Um, Yeah. We do really... We don't
1: have time to overthink.
0: No. And we kick into such gear. And if we're together on stage, we just lock into each other. And we know that's like, you know, part of the reason I could do what I was doing is because I was locked in with you. And I know that's like he's got me we're this is going to be okay we're being broadcast live around the world simultaneously we're not in the industry of we're not in the film industry that's not what we're accustomed to so suddenly that this is going to be preserved it didn't make us go outward in it made us go even more inward out you know so that's what people were seeing and it's almost I remember everything and yet I don't really remember anything in the moment because we were just, we were just so in there. And I remember somebody, there was like some uh, reviewer or something that said it felt like Ramin and Sierra were doing (laughs) checkoff, And I'll never forget that because I was like, that's what it felt like to us. You know, it's like we took it as seriously as if it was like some classic play.
1: Well, why wouldn't we? Right. As as the process, we would do the work. That's
0: right. I
1: th- as did everyone else. You know, Hadley, that poor guy, oh. never even done Phantom. Oh, that was his.
0: That was his debut.
1: Baptism of Fire, right? That like that was it. His his debut in Swan that Song. That Phantom.
0: How did you feel?
1: It's funny. And it's, it's something that a moment of my life and a memory that I'm enjoying more now than I ever have. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And maybe because I've been separated from it for so long. And then you still hear about it because of social media, they still air it. And then you get people who have seen it with fresh eyes as well as those who return to it, who let you know about it. And it's like, wow, They've made me feel like I haven't left the part. Mm-hmm. Although I I didn't do it that long mm-hmm. and I haven't done it in over 10 years. Oddly enough, I'd love to do it again. Me too. Um, would you? Yeah, I would. Would you?
0: Isn't that weird?
1: But like yourself, I, I can't remember anything and I remember everything. I'll go through moments. Like right now when we're talking, the one main memory was – after point of no return, you rip the mask off. And then we had, to, I remember when we first, they said, okay, you're going to go up there. I said, okay, so the doubles will be there. Where do we come out? They're like, no, okay. there's no doubles. You have to get up those stairs. I was like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's not two flights. We
0: fucking ran.
1: Like, what was it like 10 to 12? Like we had, you didn't have one second to miss a step. We wouldn't have made it. Nope.
0: And you had to sing, no, no once more. So that's the most incredible feat ever. I didn't have to sing. I although, just have to look exhausted.
1: Although it looks authentic because it was.
0: Well, that's the thing, though. We got to do all this stuff, too. Like, we got to do that.
1: After hell, you know, you hit that yes. hell. I saw Tweety Birds around <laughs> me. So I'm like, what, what, the amount of sprinting we had to do to hit that note out of breath. I'm like, <laughs> I had to shake my head in the car, but I'm like, I almost I blacked out. Could what
0: happened? you imagine if you were like help and just fell? I'd be like, uh, "Dragging you off.
1: So you could go back to it, huh?
0: I could go back to it in a heartbeat. It's so weird. I go through phases. The last time I did it, I was like, "Okay, I'm good," you know. And then it's like it takes. It doesn't take that long until you're like, oh, that's what that moment is." you know what I mean? There is so much richness in these characters. There is so, and the more that I grow as a human, the more I'm like, oh, I, that make, that makes sense in that. And I love that we got to do Phantom 25th together after we did Love Never Dies because we both had done the parts before then we played what can, what happened. So we know what their relationship was based on that. And I think it informed us even more and it gave us permission to love each other. Right. You know, that's like, yeah, I got asked the other day, I was teaching and a girl asked, um, you know, her dream role was Christine. And she's like, okay, I, I have to ask you because you've actually done it. She said, um, do you do you regret going with Raul at the end? And I said it changes every time because there's times that I would go off in the boat and I would look at Raul and I would say in my head as Christine it's like oh thank god like thank god thank god. There's other times I would go off in the boat and be and I wouldn't even look at him and I would look at the phantom. And that night that we did the 25th, that was unplanned, but I- That look back? That look back. I couldn't couldn't leave Mm -hmm. you, but I also couldn't leave Hadley. You know, I couldn't, I also, because Hadley also played that so, in a way that was- Perfect. Yes, because we never also get to see that moment, and I think it's such an important moment- that little bit of all I ask of you at the end, and Hadley was, it was his last, as Raoul, it was his last plead of safety for me, where I- You
1: certainly felt for him, and you can certainly see why you, you know, why Christine would- Yes. It's hard for me. I'm I'm struggling saying it, because I, I keep sometimes reminding people, I myself- the Phantom killed two people. Yes, he's got a I know. lot of things going on. He needs to sit down, have a little chat, Totally. You know?
0: He needs he needs it's, some therapy. It's right? not a choice. That's right. He's not a choice. No, he's not a choice. And yet, but this is why people love this so much cuz he's the ultimate underdog and all this and this villainy stuff, you know. But Christine they love because she loves the unlovable, and he is. He's a murderer and he's a, he's psycho you know he's he's got a lot of things wrong with him was it his fault no was he no, no. you know i don't believe anybody is born a sociopath i think you become it and that and he doesn't have he but if we're believing that everybody does the best at their best they can with the tools they've been given that is his best unfortunately infor- that's his best and you know that's the moment with and Raul too people hate Raul but he hadn't done anything except be born rich and cute so it's <laughs> you know and he's had he's the complete opposite but there was that moment when Hadley gave me his hand it was so gentle and it's the one thing that the phantom was just i mean you you had me by the neck which we added <laughs> you had me by the neck and
1: that's funny you mentioned him being gentle, Hadley being gentle with it was, coaxing you back. It wasn't demanding it. it's like, I'm here. Yes. Uh, like in the words of I'll ask of you. And I remember him doing that. And I was like, it was really beautiful. Yes. And it. he's like, I'm here. Yep. I, I, I will take care of you. Yes. But letting you decide. Me,
0: exactly. Both of you in that moment. It was completely up to me, which was so heartbreaking. And me as Sierra too, just as a, as regular Sierra, I have such a hard time with, I'm, I'm so indecisive anyways. And so the, that pain of like, you got to make this choice. You have to be the one because Phantom's cards were on the table. Ralph's cards are on the table, but you know, and in true, like, female form too. It's like, Christine's the one that's like handled both. It's like, okay, Phantom is this. And cause Raul has been the like bravado guy the whole time and, and having that exchange with you. And it's like, it's basically like a pissing contest and a fuck you from both of you in that. And Christine is like the one who has to manage these men. And then she gets around to making the decision, but it's like I have to catch up with everything because I haven't been, I haven't been thinking what it is that I need. You know, it's but it's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. And I remember that night because we gave everything. We I mean, we gave everything that night, and I remember the bow. I remember bowing, and I remember you bowing, and. I felt exhausted. I could cry right now. I mean, we're all like nerves anyways, because of this time, but I was exhausted and the most alive that I've that I had ever been. It was really special. But I remember calling you the next day, and I was so I was so it was it was like almost like depression because I it was like you got to build you got to build back up because that was such an extraordinary high moment and then your body went through what you would go through if you were on drugs your body was full of adrenaline and complete ecstasy and then we have to then we had the come down. You know?
1: So after that, how many times did you go and revisit the part? Once with Norm.
0: Well, then was the 25th anniversary Broadway with Hugh. Right about yes. three months after.
1: That's right. Which I was invited to. Yep. Which was very sang. kind of saying. That was a great moment. That was, well. a that was a great night.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm usually not into, the, I don't know, but they handled that brilliantly. The spirit of everyone there. I thought so too. We had a great time.
0: Yeah, that was a beautiful, that was really. And I
1: was really proud to see Hugh lead that with you. Yeah. Who's such a brilliant man. And it was, what a great night.
0: He'd been a phantom for like nine, 10 years or something. It was like, yeah, I might've even seen him. It was like either him or Howard McGillan that you'd seen at that time, you know? Cause they stay for so long on Broadway.
1: And I'm, I remember feeling too, being in the audience that night, happy to be in the audience mm. and happy to be there to support something that I'm a fan of, support you who's my best friend mm. and also a fan of. Mm. It just felt great. It felt great there to be, yeah, okay, an ambassador, but also a fan. Yeah. And, and then after that, you did it with Norm?
0: Then after that, I did it with Norm. And then I, then I flew to Paris to do it and then it never happened.
1: And that's it.
0: So we need, we're due for one. We need to do another one together.
1: They're not having me back. They're not you know having this. me We've back. We've
0: talked
1: about this. <laughs> Get out of here. They've asked you back. What are you talking no, about? No, not
0: since, you know, since fam- They've since, never I- asked me. since I caught the show on fire. <laughs> 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 You're like, no, she makes it on flambe. <laughs> no, it's weird. It's like, isn't it interesting that we're both not done, but, and it's the thing that everybody asks and wants to see. And maybe we're not supposed to. Maybe it,
1: it's, maybe you know. I can't believe we've already talked an hour and there's so much more <gasps> oh, I want to talk about. So, so much. I don't know.
0: What do we need? Because there's
1: we gotta get into Love Never Dies. We have to get into Secret we Garden. Have
0: to. Oh God, we have to.
1: I guess will you come back for more? Yes.
0: I will Let me do this again. Yeah, let's do What like if a we super- did
1: another 20 minutes and then maybe we just do Love Never Dies to wrap it into this and we'll leave Secret mm-hmm. Garden and other stuff for later? We've talked before where you, I felt like I was done with it, and maybe I was then. Mm-hmm. But I've done enough work since then and I've, I find myself singing it more and enjoying it. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I'd love another crack at it.
0: Yes. Yes. But it's
1: just a matter of if it's meant to be now, right. it's meant to be because if, if it lines up, it lines up.
0: Yeah. I agree. And I think, yes, we both went, came to places where it's like, yeah, done. And you do feel done after doing something like that. But then it it's like that show like pulls at you again and again and again. And I think also because it is, it's the longest-running show in the West End and the longest-running show on Broadway. So people feel um, – I remember Jack O'Brien talking about this when we did Love Never Dies. Jack O'Brien said people feel like they own this story. A phantom.
1: Yeah, and yeah. so
0: there does come points where we have to rediscover the love of singing it for ourselves because it's hard to separate from what the fans love of it because they're this is they own it. It's this is what they expect, you know. But we have to get re uh, reacquainted with what it is for us. So I think it's interesting that we're both at a place at the same time that's like oh no i would do that again i would do it again in a
1: heartbeat yeah cuz i feel i can at least um internally feel like i'm offering something of artistic value
0: mm-hmm. as opposed
1: to yeah i could do that again it's in me
0: yeah it's for the soul the soul is calling to the music i'm that's the other thing for the reunion i can't wait to sing all that music i can't wait to sing it with you can't yeah. wait to sing it with hadley that's it's like it's the way to do it. So, yeah.
1: That's why it's, it's so nice that it will revolve around that, and hopefully, um, we can work it out with the arrangements. That there's parts that n- normally we've never; those things would never happen in a concert, but yes. here it can because of us. There's a it makes yes. sense with us three.
0: It can and it must, and it's and it's fun to be able to indulge in that music as much as we want to because the people want to hear it. They want to yeah. hear it so much. I mean, we were laughing at our set list cause we're like, all right, like we're gonna have to like, it's heavy lifting because the shows that people really wanna hear and the amount that we want to do and serve people with, it's, it's big things for all of us, but we're willing to do it.
1: That's the thing. Andrew Lloyd Webber writes big, big, big tunes and deceivingly tough. Oh yeah. Music of the night. You would look at it and you think, oh yeah, okay, you do it. (laughs) I'm telling you, it taxes you.
0: It's all parts of voice required. All all parts of your voice.
1: I remember Hadley who I think is probably one of our greatest, if not the greatest singer of our generation, especially technically in his range, as you know, Mm -hmm. is insane. I think he had to do music of the night once for a concert or a gig, and he told me. He's like, "Dude, music of the night." I said, "It's hard, isn't it?" Yeah. He goes, "I go it. It goes all over the place, and it's very yep. repetitive. And you think you think <laughs> you know it. That's the thing you, sure. think you know it, and then that's it's right. a whole different ball game. Oh my god! <laughs> Especially because that's it for me. It's not a song. It's a scene. So you can't just yeah. do lip service to it." It, it's going to cost you. You have to invest.
0: Oh, it's such a scene. I think I'm I think I'm think singing. I think it's a duet. It's like so... so <laughs> yeah. Well, it
1: is. That's why when I do it with my band or other concerts, we do a, an abridged version. Otherwise, I feel then it becomes indulgent. And as the fan in me, I feel like it should only be done full and properly when it's done yes. full and properly. Otherwise, let's just celebrate it do a little yeah. homage to it. Don't worry about the sound effects; we can use them. It's in the New York. York.
0: <laughs> um.
1: So you mentioned Jack yeah. O'Brien, lovely, lovely oh. Jack O'Brien. Love never dies. That was where we met. It was. Do you? I was thinking about that today. I was like, "What do you remember?" From when I you know first what you met?
0: remember. <laughs> I remember. Well, I was. They flew me over from New York, because I was doing Little Mermaid at the time. And then I got into the room and I started singing all the stuff. And I was so tired, but I was I had to do this work. It's like this is like the greatest task that we've been tasked with. And you and I n- nobody knew us. That's the thing. Like people no. people wonder why we're so bonded. We've known each other since before we were Sierra Bagas and Ramin Caramelou. That's weird to like, that's weird. You know, we've known we yeah. know each other from the start of everything. we watched each other's careers happen. Um that's So true. it's not when what people need to understand is when I was flying over, I wasn't coming to meet Ramin Karamlu. I'd never heard of you. You'd never heard of me. We just, we were just people, the actors that are working in it and we're like, Kind of wide eyed, I feel like, of like, this is happening where this is the brand new Angeloid Webber show and the most like highly anticipated thing ever. So I remember being in that room and working on the music. And then I remember you coming in and I feel like you had a leather jacket on. And I was like, oh, Probably. he's like, <laughs> he's like the cool guy. He's one he's, of oh, he's that guy.
1: <laughs> Wanna be cool. Come on. Let's be, let's be honest.
0: But I remember that and I remember instantly feeling at ease with you I do I remember that. I didn't feel like there was no pretense. no it was just to you know but in this industry you you get to know each other really fast and we only had like one week together. And by the end of it we were like, oh God, we were bonded. I don't know how that happened. I can't remember how that happened, but we were, and this was before, like there was no FaceTime or anything. I mean, this is like 2009. So we, I remember we had like AIM, remember (laughs) like instant message. (laughs) Like that was it. That's right. And we had email, but we, that was kind of it. Cause in order to stay in in touch and stuff.
1: I remember constantly laughing with you. So much fun. Oh,
0: because we bonded over um Ron, Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. <laughs> and right. you were Ron Burgundy and I was Veronica Corningstone. And that's what we bonded over because Anchor Man was the thing. So that's why, because we discovered that we have the same humor from day one.
1: Do you know what else I remember? I remember that's when I was starting to get into Twitter. Yeah. Because I remember you, me, Jeremy, there must've been someone else in the photo. And as a joke, because we couldn't talk about oh, yeah. love never dies. I tweeted out working on the anchorman, anchorman musical, musical. Yep. and a publication picked it up as if that was kosher. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember that was my first lesson going, wow, people believe this shit. Totally. Just because I tweeted doesn't mean anchorman it's real. Musical. And someone picked it up. I was like, and then I was thinking, can I get in trouble? for this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you remember about rehearsals? Where did we rehearse?
0: Rehearsals? at Jerwood.
1: Was that where we did all the rehearsals Yeah, we were too? at
0: Jerwood. And we had that platform that we were on, I remember. Um, and there's cute photos of that time that I still have. That's like right. our very first photo together. I need to fish that out, actually. We need that. It's really cute. We're so
1: innocent. What an experience that was though.
0: I remember watching Andrew and Jack sitting in cuz they had all those seats set up and then Andrew and Jack listening and they sat separately it's like everybody sat where they needed to to do their best work um and i remember Jack mm-hmm. reading the stage directions he was the one that read all these things i actually have a recording of it cuz i recorded just a audio recording of that rehearsal and our voices sound so young too so young really? But I remember that even when we were recording it, um, the album, because then next came the album and that was like a year of our lives, which never happens anymore.
1: Yeah, that's the one, when I look back at the recording process, cause I'd feel much better doing it now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I totally felt out of my depth then. All these big studios, Abbey Road Studios, I'm thinking oh. none of that excited me. And actually I had so much fear. Oh, me too. Cause we were learning on the job. Well, I know I was, and I can't read music. And half the time <laughs> we re-, re we recorded that album so many times. Yes. In a, in a, in effect. Right. And the first few goes at it, we were learning in the studio.
0: Yes. Yes. Which, and you know, I'm good with that.
1: I just felt like I'm tripling the costs of these recordings <laughs> because we have to do so many takes. Cause I'm like, why didn't you give me a heads up? We could have learned it outside around the piano first. So sure. Now that pressure, now I I would know how to navigate. You're so good. Yep. But I was young. I was, even though I was 30, although that is young. But I felt like I was 12.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. You look at us, and it's like these kids have been tasked with this task. It's like. <laughs> But anything that I look back on in my life, I don't know if you do this too, that's like, how did I do that? How did I do that? And I, the only answer I can come to is that I was ignorant. I was ignorant to everything else. And because we were unknown, because we didn't know how this business really worked, we weren't in the political ins and outs of things and what people are doing. What they, We were just doing our work. Yeah. We were There was so much to do that it's like, that was all we could focus on. And that's why it was great. That's why it was so, we were so bonded. And people saw that from day one. I mean, people after that first week is like, these two are so bonded. This is like, and we weren't even doing the full thing. That was only the second act yeah. in the reading. Yeah. And remember they had us, I remember this. So in the second act of Love, Dies, we don't have duetting until the, except the end. Um, but they had us on the last day because they loved what we were doing so much. They basically auditioned us together because they had us around the piano in the space and they had us sing. And that's when I sight read Beneath the Moonless Sky because yeah. I'd never sung that because you had done the uh, the one. first act reading. yeah. And so we sight read, or I sight read that around the piano and I feel like that was the, that sort of sealed the deal for us. It was crazy. A lot was expected of us.
1: Yeah. I remember when, because the recording, like you said, went on so long. And even then, when I didn't know much about how these things work, I was thinking, Mm -hmm. how much are you, this is costing a fortune. But I remember we had to record one of the duets, but you were in New York at the time. So they made you do your bit. I did my bit. And they were like, Is it not working? Where's their chemistry? So then they fly you over, literally. They flew me. Just so we can be in the same room, do the duet. Yes. And they were like, that's how it should sound.
0: (laughs) That's the take. Yes, absolutely. They did. They flew me over because it wasn't it. It just wasn't. And they needed, that's why you knew that's like, we're recording, obviously, a podcast. We know that we have to see each other. And we saw each other. We were in the same recording booth. To yeah. do that. We had that
1: plexiglass um, so they could separate yes. the sound, but I could fully be locked into you.
0: Yeah. And that was the take. That's the, the recording everybody has. Because I recorded most of my stuff. Well, first they flew me over and I recorded pretty much everything at Abbey Road, but they had a separate, as, the, as you do in these things. We had a 90-piece orchestra too. I mean, we had a 90-piece orchestra. Yeah. Yeah. It was back again this is back in the time when they would pay for stuff like that where they paid for recording for actual music as opposed to synthesizers.
1: Well that's when you have the benefit a Andrew being so successful but also he is a lover of music.
0: Yes. You know what I mean
1: so he won't Yes. he wants to make a great album. That's the rock that's star right. in him that's still you know. Yes. I
0: mean? Oh yeah. I loved actually that is crazy as it was that whole recording process oh fun fact is <laughs> i don't know if even you know this but by the time we got to the end of recording so it'd been it had literally been a year and the very last thing was to record some dialogue stuff that was the last bit because the dialogue was changing little, little tiny dialogue lines. And there were certain things that I had to go back in and record. And then Nigel, our producer uh, came and to New York at this little studio that I, I don't know if it's even there anymore, but it was in the middle of times square. And we, he had me record like my dialogue bit for the final scene. And there's like, <laughs> There's one line that they had forgotten to get from Meg, the character of Meg, and I recorded it. Did you? And so it's my voice on the recording doing a Meg line.
1: Are you allowed to tell us, or are you going to tell me after?
0: No, I guess so. I mean, no one has ever told me to keep my mouth shut because they were like, "Oh, we'll fix it." You know, we'll get, and it never got fixed. And it's the, it's at the end. um, It's in the final song, and it's like after the gun goes off. And then there's like hubbub and it's like Meg has like one line. I don't even remember what it is. I should, cause I haven't listened to it in so long. I should re-listen to, to now you have to listen to and hear it. I,
1: after it's this, funny. I will listen to it. Cause I, as we're talking all, the, you know, no expense spared for this album. You hear it. It's unbelievable. Mm. Like that is a great album.
0: It's a great album. The, the music, so- that overture. Mm. Yes. Oh,
1: I'm very proud of our yeah. time in that. Do
0: you remember with the overture, when we did start rehearsing, before we even got into our stuff, they took us into a room where we're – I think this was when we were rehearsing at uh, the old space where Real Useful Group offices used to be. Right. And they took us into a room and had a screen, and they played us the video of what Coney Island was like. Yeah. And that's the video that became sort of the trailer for our show, of the elephant and the all the people and the amount of people and all the stuff, and then played and playing the overture with it. And Jack it was explaining what life was like in Coney Island. What are you thinking? You're laughing. No,
1: I'm I'm enjoying hearing this and watching. Oh it. yeah, <laughs> I've never <laughs> I thought you had I've not a memory. talked about. We've talked about Phantom Love, but I've never talked about Love Never Dies.
0: Mm-mm.
1: I was just also thinking. I don't think I've sung Beneath a Moonless Sky since the show ended.
0: I haven't. We should. Oh, we're going to. <laughs> ha. No shit, we're not. I gotta. It's not in it. Are we not?
1: We're doing Once Upon Another Time.
0: <gasps> Maybe we have to at least do now. How can you talk of now? <laughs> and now. That's all you have to remember.
1: <laughs> now, has that ever come across you again to do?
0: Love Never Dies? Yeah. Uh, yeah, back when the tour was happening, but they were, it was, it was going to open in such a grand way. And then it's like, and then come back in, but to me, Oh yes.
1: You mentioned this to me. Yes. yes, Yeah.
0: But then it like, everything changed, everything, everything changed, but I would
1: you like to do that part again?
0: I want to do it with you on Broadway.
1: Do you think it's ever going to go to Broadway?
0: I have no idea. Who knows anymore? You know what I would love to do? Wouldn't you love to do this? Wouldn't you love to, whether it was New York or London, you pref- as exhausted as you be, you do in the afternoon, you do Phantom, and in the evening, you do Love Never Dies.
1: I think they should double cast it like that. That would be so interesting. I'm all up for swapsies, you know? Like if I ever, for example, I had to got the chance to do Valjean again, maybe I'd be like, well, depending on who the Javert is, let's swap. Mm-hmm. Four shows each week or something. Well, you know what I mean, set up a schedule. So, but and doing, doing Phantom. This, uh, yeah. And
0: that's such a I Love never dies. I feel like that's something that should be so that people can go to one and, and the other. But I would love to do that as an actor. Wouldn't you love it? Like We just finish what we finish and then we go over and we carry on the story?
1: Yeah. Do you know where I, uh, right away my head thinks a place I that say facilitates Japan. stuff like that is the Far East. <laughs> yeah. They they double cast. They they seem to be able to facilitate. I don't know why it's different there. Yeah. I think the way they fund the theater is different there as well. Not just Japan. Uh, it's uh-huh. more corporate. I feel there's more corporate uh, support out there. Where I guess things are just done differently right. here in the UK and Broadway. Wouldn't
0: that be fun?
1: But I'd be up for that. Well, see, I love you so much, I, I feel like too. it's probably a good place to stop it. But there's so much more. I know we could have talked about with Love Never Dies and Phantom, and of course, I'm going to have you yeah. back. with we'll talk Secret Garden, and I also want to talk about how you um, you do these master classes and how you what you we impart have, yeah. with students and people who look up to you. Yeah.
0: This is so cool, Ramin, that you have this. This is cool, and just to hang. This is so cool.
1: Yeah, and I'm really enjoying it. You know, it, I never set out thinking. To something I want to do or whether I'll be good at it. But I took a lesson with Sir Cameron making me do Jean Valjean when I didn't want to do it, nor did I think I'd be right for it. Mm. So when they asked me to do a podcast, I thought, well, oh, it scares me. I don't think I'd be right. Must be. Every reason to do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. I'm scared. All right. Time to do it. Exactly. But at
1: the very least, I got to talk to you for just over an hour. I've been smiling. Yay. Me too. Hopefully, people enjoy this hang because yeah. I know I did. Me too, Jim. Love you, C. Love you. Oh, before you go, yes? I, I forgot. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta keep. I keep forgetting to ask people this, and half I have, and half I haven't. So, very quickly, two questions okay. before you go. What made you smile yesterday?
0: Oh, wow! What a question. My, my cats.
1: Why do you say it like a bad thing?
0: Well, because it's like it's such a base. It seems so basic, but you know how I love these cats, and they just like make eye contact I swear to God, they're just like they're making so much eye contact with me lately. Of just like you're home, you're still home.
1: <laughs> Is sort. that amazing, my pet? Yes, my pets are loving it.
0: They're in heaven, but so am I. That made me smile yesterday.
1: No. Nothing wrong with that answer. Okay, good. And off the top of your head, your favorite childhood memory or one of them.
0: Ramin, my favorite. Oh, one of my favorite. Uh, the first amazing childhood memory that comes to my head is our first vacation when we went to Florida and um, being on the beach with my sisters and uh, and my dad teaching me how to dive into the pool that was at the hotel on the beach. And I so I learned how to dive into a pool cause of my dad. So that that's one of my favorite childhood memories. That's the first thing that came is like, I was like, ah, oh, the ocean, the ocean. And I'm not even from the ocean.
1: That's beautiful. And I'm no, I know there's a lot more, but I like to hear what's the first thing that came to your head. And knowing you, this is something you're gonna ponder on for the rest of the day. You're probably gonna write it in your journal. <laughs>
0: How dare you know me? How dare you know me, Ramin? What's yours?
1: I'm not. How dare you? When you have me on, when you have me on your podcast, you can ask me.
0: Okay, I'm going to call my podcast the Hang. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, listen, you can because I found out I don't think I'm the only one called the Hang. Tough shit. I'll call
0: it you. the Hangette because I'm a girl. Because I'm a lady. <laughs> I'll call it the Ladies Hang. <laughs> All right, beautiful. Okay, I love you.
1: Love you too. Thanks everyone for hanging with myself and the wonderful Sierra Burgess. I'm really looking forward to the reunion concert with Sierra and Hadley this September in Tokyo, Japan. Take care. The Hang is produced by Dori Berestein and Alan Seals from the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find me online at bpn.fm forward slash the hang. Don't forget, you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Ramin Karamlu, on YouTube, a roaming Iranian, or my Facebook page, official Ramin Karamlu. Music for my podcast is by my friends and one of my favorite bands, The Dives. Please check them out at their website, thedivesmusic.com. That's thedivesmusic.com, where you can get to know them, hear their incredible music, get links to all their socials and most importantly their tour dates where you can find out where you can see and hear them live they are truly a great band and they are phenomenal live check them out